the Pharisees and the scribes, as recorded in chapter 7 of the Gospel of St. Mark, were criticizing the disciples for eating without washing their hands, which was a, a religious custom of the Jews. It was a ritual purification according to their traditions. But Christ explains, Christ defends them. He apparently has no problem. They didn't wash their hands. And and so they're criticizing him too because he he's approving of it of this apparently this evil. They're not following the religious tradition. But Christ explains that evil does not, he explains to the disciples later when they ask him. When he got home away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. Because he had said, nothing that enters from out, one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. Christ thereby explaining that evil does not come from the outside, it comes from the inside. Because every natural evil comes from moral evil. Sickness and death, Scripture says, sin came to the world from the heart of man, and from sin, death. So you can't even say that the devil made you do it. <laughs> That's even false. The devil didn't make you do it. The devil tempted you, and you decided to do it. If, if the devil made you do it, you didn't do it. If he did it on the outside, that's what he's doing. That's not what you're doing. So you don't have to even worry about the devil. All you have to worry about is you. And you don't even have to worry about you. This is the point of the gospel. All you have to worry about is him. And you don't have to worry about him. Because with him there are no worries. He makes everything right. All you have to do is ensure that Christ is, that you are on the side of Christ, that you are with Christ. That you are in him and he is in you. And the way you do that is by repentance and communion. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two days since my last confession and these are my sins. This is, that's what you need. To, that's what I said. No, what, yeah, I went to confession on Monday. It was the last time I went to confession. And before that, yeah, it was, it was three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I didn't go to the same priest because it would be too tiresome for the poor priest. You know, you have to have charity on the poor priest too. You know, if you want to go to confession every day, please don't come to me every day. <laughs> because I might get tired of you. Because I'm a man too, you know. I'm a man too, you know. You, you know, you, you. So if you're going to go every day, I, I advise you can go as long as you want, you know. But go around, you know, have a circuit, you know. Go with one guy Monday, one guy Tuesday, one guy Wednesday, one guy Thursday, one guy Friday, one guy Saturday, one guy Sunday, one, and then you repeat. Once a week is not too bad. You can come every week to me, no problem, for the rest of your life, no problem. I'll be quick, you know, because I, I, I already know you, you know. 
I'll do you in two. I'll do you in two minutes. You come once a month, we'll take more time. You know, but you take you know because you need more time. You know, each one according to the needs. I mean, that's what you do with people that are sick. You don't treat everyone the same way. You know, you treat everyone according to the needs, and you send them on. Well, this is Christ. The first explanation is that the problem is inside of you. There's no problem outside of you. The economy, the 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 president, you know, the the weather, you know, these things. They come and they go. They don't bother you. Even your family, even your husband, even your children, even your parents. None of that really matters. I mean, it matters. It matters because you're serving God and you love God and you serve God there and you only serve God there. But the problem is you. <laughs> there is no other problem. You know, people ask me, they say, how do you like St. Leo's? I said, I like it just like I like any other place. They said, what do you mean? That's a tough neighborhood. I said, well, I'm a tough neighborhood. <laughs> I'm the worst neighborhood, okay? <laughs> I got the worst neighborhood right inside of me. I no neighborhood ever bothered me. You, know, you lock the door, you know, you go inside, but then you got to worry about the main problem. The main problem is you. It's not the criminals outside, it's the criminal inside. Scripture said, the devil, be, be sober and alert. The devil is like a roaring lion. He's going around seeing who he can devour. He wants to eat you up. And then it says, resist him, St. Peter. Resist him, solid in your faith. See, I'm, I'm sincere. I am totally sincere that I, I mean, you have difficulties where, you know, I've been in many parishes, you know, because I'm a tough guy, you know, and people, you know, and I offend people, you know, I don't want to offend people, but I just try to do the best I can, you know, you try to tell the truth, and then some, you know, some people like it, some people don't. And then they send you on your way. And so people say, oh, did you like this parish? Did you like that parish? Oh, I say, no, I don't like any of them. Because I always, I'm always stuck with me. Because <laughs> I always have my problem on top of me. <laughs> this is my problem. This is Christ's point. His point is your problem is you. You fix you, and everything will be well with you. And the, and the problem is, you can't fix you. you. You get with him, and he'll fix you. You're fixed. You're fixed. Your, your, your repair is total dependence on Jesus Christ in the womb of the Virgin Mary. You get into the Virgin and, and she's the perfect mold and you will be perfect in her hands because she will present you worthily to God. And that's what I do. That's what I do. And I have no, I have no worries, you know. I grow the beard. You know, I wear the cassock. Anyway, I don't want to put myself in an example. You do the same thing. You follow the Lord. And you, whatever you do for love of God, praise be Jesus Christ when they come and they kill you for it. Because they're not killing you. Because you're with him. You're alive. When they kill you for him, you go straight to heaven and you live forever. You were going to die anyway. They didn't do anything. The only thing that can destroy you is you. Don't, you know, if you kill yourself, especially with your sins, your mortal sin then that death will never end. There's no escape. And we have to tell the young people, you know, the young people are confused. They think they're going to be saved by their phone and by, and by sex, by immorality. They think they're good if they feel good. 
And if they feel bad, they think they're bad. Totally confused. It's the opposite of what Jesus said. This is what even the Pharisees and the scribes, even religious people, they get into this idea that if you're good on the outside, you're good. If you look good, you're good. I mean, look at the demons at the at the at the um, at the halftime um, show for the Super Bowl. Beautiful demons, filled with the devil, satanic, a satanic performance, and all the networks, the whole countries. Oh, how what a what a what a great halftime show! Oh, the Hispanics! Oh, the Hispanic women! Oh boy! Oh boy! Satanic! Satanic, lewd, seduction, lies, 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 lies. What you see is not real. Lies. I'm not going to get into it because, because it's dirty. It's dirty. And the Lord says, you know, they didn't wash their hands. You know, they're dirty hands. But this, I mean, that dirty is dirty, moral dirty. That dirty is all the way down to the bottom. It looks clean. See, they washed their hands. They washed on the outside. But on the inside is filled with death, corruption, every form of immorality, and devil worshiping. It's totally Masonic. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. You can figure it out. The washing of the hands. Evil does not come from dirty hands, but from dirty hearts. The washing of the hands ritually is a natural sign of a spiritual reality. It is a sign of repentance and penance and purification of the heart. The sign is not unimportant, but it's a human sign. This is the point that Christ makes. See, Christ is God, and he is the word of God. The law of God resides in Christ. He is the law of God. The person of God is the law of God. If you're with him, you're okay. If you're not with him, you're not okay, period. And there is no other exceptions. So what he makes, he makes the difference between human law and divine law. Even in the church we have the same thing. So Jesus Christ is the, he is the, he is God. He has supreme authority over the human laws. God's law doesn't change. Human laws change according to the circumstance. They are adaptable according to the circumstance. That's how you can become a Pharisee and a scribe when you hold on to the human law and you, and you break the law of God for human considerations, for men, for what's politically correct, for what people are going to think. You break the law of God. So Jesus Christ shows very clearly that the law of men is... Is dispense the law of men is not as the law. The purpose of the law of men is to is the is to is to be with is the law of God is to be with God. And it doesn't mean that Jesus Christ doesn't believe in any of the rituals of the Catholic religion and that all religion is just nonsense. No, he's not a revolutionary. What it means is that he is the authority, and that he has all authority over all human customs and traditions, even the religious ones. We don't change it according to our whim. But the Pope, the church, has authority over our religious traditions. So I pray according to the rituals of the Catholic Church. That book right there, I didn't write it. I follow the books of the church. I was ordained to follow the books ordained by the church. And I know that many of the things that are in there can change. 
They changed in, in our lifetime. They changed in 1970. They published that book, and the last one was in was in 15 something. 15. It was it was it was uh, it was 400 years previous. The last one, the the Missal of the Council of Trent, all in Latin. And the church said, okay, now we can start doing it in English. Okay. Now some people say, oh, you can't change it. You can't change it into English. Well, there are very few people that say that. Some people are upset because now we say, okay, because now the attitude is, oh, you can't use the Latin. Well, you can use the Latin. See, these are human traditions. These are human traditions. And the Pope has the ultimate authority of the human traditions. And Pope Benedict XVI a few years ago, he said, any priest can say the Mass in Latin any time. And it, always, it was always in the law, but the human tradition, see, the bishops, they're resistant for whatever reason. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you all my problems. <laughs> but that's your problem too. But, you know, these are religious traditions that they come and they go. But the authority is Jesus Christ and the Pope. And we follow the church. And I don't do whatever I want. I do the will of Jesus Christ. He, he comes to correct the human traditions. It is not my place. I mean, sometimes, sometimes in, in small things, in, in not the religious laws, but the other laws. For instance, there are many customs that people follow. You know, For instance, we have the custom of stopping at red lights. Right? Is that God's law? No. It's pretty smart, especially when cars are coming. But if a car's not coming and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and it's a bad neighborhood and, I, and, I, and, I don't want, and people are walking on the street and I don't know who's going to come to my car... I look both ways, and I pass the red light. Absolutely. I'm not going to waste time there. The red light's taking five minutes, ten minutes, and there are no cars anywhere for a hundred miles. I got let go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, friends. Human laws. Human laws. The moral theology says that human laws, civil law binds civilly. Now, so it's not a, if it's not against God's law, it's not a sin to break it. But we should be respectful of the civil laws, too, because it's for the good order of the society. We shouldn't just flaunt the civil law we, just, just for the sake of being rebellious. No, that doesn't come from God. That's rebelliousness. That's a sin. That's a sin from the inside, see? So, but if, but if we're caught, see, this is what it means, civil law binds civilly. If you're caught, you've got to pay the civil consequences, see? I have to pay the fine. You know, they give me the ticket. They throw me in jail, you know, for breaking the civil law, even though it wasn't against God's law. But they, you know, so this is the so it doesn't. God's not going to necessarily punish you for it. But these are important things. So, so you have to distinguish between jus divinum et jus humanum. It's the it's the it's the divine law and the human law. The divine law never changes. And what's the divine law? I am the Lord your God. You have to have God as your God. How many people, they walk around, they think, oh, God, you know, they don't even worry about God. They don't, they, and, and they think they follow all the laws. They don't follow any law. That's hypocrisy. That's a lie. You have to worship God. It's not an option not to worship God because you're not a monkey. You're a man. It's a sign. So the external rituals of cleanness are a sign of the cleanness on the inside. They're a sign of repentance and penance and purification of the heart. They're not unimportant, even though they're human customs. They are important for the holiness of the man, to, to show the holiness of man, the man and to show the man that he has to be holy. 
In other words, you are not holy because you wash your hands or because you have a clean car or because you have clean clothes or, and you're not unholy because you don't. Because your, your shoes are not shined, that doesn't mean you're not holy. It's a, it, can be a, it should be a symbol. Your cleanness on the outside should be, it should be a reflection of the cleanness on the inside. It's a symbol. It's a natural sign of a spiritual reality. There's a saying in religion that says the habit doesn't make the monk. That's the point. But, but there's an error in that idea too because the, the monk and the people need the, sign, the symbols too. So my answer when they say the habit doesn't make the monk is, yeah, but the habit helps the monk. <laughs> it helps him to be a monk and to remember who he is, especially when sin comes around and temptation, you know, takes a long time to take that cloak off, you know. <laughs> it's a guard, you know, the belt. The belt is a guard, the belt of chastity. See, the chastity, the belt doesn't make the chastity, but the belt helps the chastity. Help you to keep keep things in order. It's a human custom with an important religious meaning. The washings. The meaning is even at the mass we have the washing before the notice. Notice the priest washes his hands before he touches the sacred Eucharist to symbolize that he needs to be washed on the inside, that he needs to be pure to touch God. The meaning is to be like God for real from within. Not superficially, to be good inside and out. Evil thoughts, adulteries, immorality, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, shamelessness, jealousy, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, says the Lord, these are what dirty a man and make him unholy. Sin is the only thing that makes you dirty. Even today, there are many human traditions in the church and outside of the church. Much political correctness. Everyone takes care to wash the outside, to look good on the outside, to do the hair, to wear certain fashions, certain clothes, brand names, to have certain phones, this and that. The real question is, how are you on the inside? Not what do you have or how you look. How are you? It's funny, we say that many times a day, don't we? How are you? Do we ever think about what it means? The only place you're going to find out how you are is if you look Jesus in the face. You've got to look Jesus in the face. And for that, you have to look inside. You have to find God inside to know how are you. The answer is, you know the answer to how are you? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. (laughs) It has been three days since my last confession, and these are my sins. Laziness, lust, jealousy, greed, Gluttony, anger, vanity. I don't know about you, but I can confess all of that every day. And I think I'm a holy person. I can confess all those sins every day, all day long. 
without telling a lie, completely honest. I could give you all the details, but you don't want to know. That's between you and Jesus and the priest. Clean me, Lord. The answer to how are you is, clean me, Lord, for I am a dirty man. Clean me on the inside and out with your blood, and I shall be clean for real, holy as you are holy. 